Hello and welcome. This is Marco Germinario from Copenhagen. And this is Alessandro Max. Welcome to Supernova, a podcast about things we don't know. Yeah, exactly, Marco. And uh, if I have to explain why we started this project, uh, we have to go back in uh, 2012 when uh, Marco and I first met in, uh, in Copenhagen during a dinner with uh, many expats, actually. Uh, and uh, I remember that Marco and I were sitting next to each other and in front of us, there was a guy uh, who started to talk about aliens. And uh, we were a bit surprised in the beginning. And then we started to ask him uh, so many questions. And, and we were so curious about uh, um, this, this uh, theory that he had about aliens. And therefore, we, we decided to, to ask him to um, follow up meeting where we really went deep uh, into the, the topic. And that's basically why, after nine years, uh, we started this uh, Supernova podcast. Yes, we arranged, um, after um, speaking with this guy, we decided to uh, invent a Sunday club where we invite a person which is expert in different sectors, not only aliens. So we spoke about, you know, physics, photography, astrophysics, journalism, feminism. And I think it was so interesting that we decided to try this podcast to share with our friends and, uh, and with people in general things that we think they are interesting and we don't know yet. Exactly. And uh, uh, what about our guest today, Marco? You probably know him better, so maybe you can introduce uh, Max. Yes, this, uh, this first podcast uh, will be about voice. And we have uh, Max Carnelli. Uh, he's a musician, so he's a teacher, and uh, he's Italian. He's in Lodi right now. He will talk to us about voice. So hello, everyone, first of all, and uh, thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to talk about the voice. I think, you know, the voice is something that in a way expresses our own natural self. I wouldn't say inner self. I would say uh, the way we are. It simply can be associated to the way we, we look in a way. And um, if you think about it, it's the way people can recognize you from the sound and from the way you use it. Okay, we have different voices, not only because the things inside us that produces these voices, like uh, the lungs, uh, uh, the diaphragm, the tongue are different, but also because maybe the, we use, each of us use differently this sort of instrument is right so maybe someone talk more using the lungs or using the diaphragm can you make some examples well first of all you can see what people think the way people are in a way their mood their approach to life if you are a good observer and in a way the voice makes everyone unique and undistinguishable so there's no one having the same voice it's like you know fingerprints yeah actually i have a couple of questions um so first of all i wanted to to start from the physical thing of voice i mean how voice really comes out from our body if you can just say a few words about that yeah of course of course well the great thing about the voice uh, when we talk about human beings is that, you know, maybe 
humans are the only living beings that are completely aware of the voice, of having a voice and how to use it. Simply, our voice comes from a system that is, you know, the sound system that we have inside and is produced by the flowing of the air that comes out from our uh, lungs and flows in our air system and gets directly from the throat out of the mouth. From the mouth touches the tongue, the teeth. This is very um, important because everyone has a different mouth, different teeth, different, a different tongue <laughs> and different lungs. So it is very peculiar to everybody, to everyone, each one of us in a way. And, um, but there's more than that. Singers used to approach the voice when it comes to music, for example, through the diaphragm. You know, the diaphragm is a part of the body which is a little above your belly, basically. And this is like a sort of a sound box for you. And it makes your voice bigger, louder. So there's many tools you can use to make your voice different, makes your voice okay according to the use you want to make. Great. I have um, uh, one question about something you said before. And uh, for example, I, I would like to, to hear some examples on uh, some concrete examples on how the place you come from can influence your voice and uh, how a trauma can influence your voice. Not why, but we'd love to hear how really uh, very concretely. And, uh, and maybe how your nationality, for example, can influence uh, your voice. So these three things would be very interesting to hear how the place you come from, how the traumas and how your nationality, if it does. Of course, there's a physical approach to the use of your voice, but then there's the growth, there's the story beside you. So the place you were raised, the, the place you come from, uh, the language you use, um, the little trauma you had in your life, uh, the way you are living life in that particular moment, uh, and also your age, of course, no? You can't compare your voice when you were like 10 years old and, and now. So uh, your voice gets an evolution. And uh, so if you take all these passages and all these uh, inputs, then you have your personal approach to your personal voice. And concerning examples, some people tend to express their voice through the nose, others directly from the mouth, others from, for example, their lungs from their chest. That all depends on many factors, of course, but we all know famous singer Bob Dylan and his nasal voice, his voice from the nurse. Bob Dylan used to get this uh, voice and maybe the, the use of this voice was uh, directly connected to what you wanted to express. Other musicians use their throat. If you use your, uh, uh, your throat, you get a little more aggressive, you know? You can express some other feelings into your listener, no? And, uh, well, it all depends on the use you want to make. 
But these are te uh, techniques that are used mainly by musicians or also by actors, for example, or also normal people. I mean, can I, for example, if I want to learn to use my, my voice in a different way, can I really change my voice? Of course, 80% um, of the people are totally unaware of the use of their voice. <laughs> they just use their voice, you know, and they don't know how to use their voice. Then voice actors come and, of course, they perfectly know how to use their voice. Singers, so professionals use this tool that is called voice according to what they want to do you could use your voice the way you want to do the point is it's at your own risk <laughs> no because of course you must be trained to use your voice in the in a proper way some people and this is very interesting spontaneously use their voice in a manner they don't even know it is very, you know, that brings a lot of efficacy. You certainly know that if my voice turns down, I can also be, also be very frightening. I can also be very serious and the people who listen, who would listen to me can get intimidated by my voice. No. <laughs> and if I, turn my voice up, I tend to use my nose, for example, and I'm high, uh, maybe I can um, forward many other kinds of feelings. These are not supposedly, I don't know, fearful feelings. They can be harmonious feelings and feelings that uh, can uh, give the listener, you know, some joy, for example. So that's it. Can you make some concrete examples? I mean, how does the voice of someone who's shy or someone has a trauma could sound physically? Yeah. Well, I'll take some examples from, you know, the cinema, from the, the movie environment. It may have happened to you as well. Whenever you uh, bump into some uh, characters from, from movies that are there to express something very peculiar, like, I don't know, an image of strength, an image of evil, or uh, an image of being snobbish. Sometimes it may happen that uh, these uh, voice actors use the voice differently according to what they want to express. Let's say, if you speak with a French tone, sometimes, I'm not saying always, this is because you want to sound a little snobbish. So in English as well, if you use pardon in that way, with a nose, a little nose tone, that is to sound a little snobbish. If you want to be, uh, to give the impression of being strong, your voice tends to be the Russian tone, no? Like, uh, I'm going to break you into pieces, no? <laughs> and this is, you know, typical of um, the, the Russian. Do you remember uh, that was Rocky, wasn't it? Maybe Rocky Four. Rocky Fourth, uh, who was challenging that big, big black Russian guy, and um, you, I want I want you to go back to let's say uh, you know the the Roman times. Imagine the Romans; uh, they were so 
wealthy and uh, educated uh, during the Roman Empire. And then the, the Germans came uh, far from uh, the mountains, far from the very deserted lands of Germany, uh, like 1500 uh, uh, and more years ago. The Germans were fighters. They used to live on their horses. They were strong guys and uh, they definitely were not, though I'm talking about those times, they definitely were not educated like the Romans. So the language they used was a tough language because they had to scream, they had to shout to have them listen and heard from the others. They had to give orders because they were not like, you know, <laughs> during the Roman Empire, served by slaves, okay? They were riding horses. So the German is, in a way, kept in our minds as a strong language, the language of orders, the language of manners, the language of... And then, of course, the Nazi came. And the Nazi were definitely associated to the voice, the typical voice of the Nazi, no? Like, uh, home! Like, uh, with, with your throat voice, Kein uh, via, No? Or the, Heil uh, Führer! This sound of the voice is something, you know, that is scary and it scares you, okay? And it is used by voice actors because it's, it's a way to simplify your goals. Yeah, I actually have a, a personal question because uh, while you're talking about all these uh, things, I was wondering, when did you find out about your interest for the voice? I mean, uh, did you start it uh, from music or, or from somewhere else? I started uh, singing before I became aware of uh, the voice potentials. But then I went to, um, uh, to a teacher, a voice teacher, and I remember the first lesson, the first lesson was breathe. He taught me how to breathe. He didn't let me get out anything from, you know, from my lungs and from my uh, mouth. I just had to breathe. And then little by little, step by step, he taught me how to use my voice. And um, yeah, this is the very start. Then, of course, I became a teacher myself and uh, I had long hours speaking and speaking. And of course, when you speak for six hours in a row, seven hours in a row, you may lose your voice. And that's why I had to learn in a way to uh, use it in a proper way. So... If uh, traumas can influence your voice, can you, by learning how to use your voice, make you pass these traumas, making you a more self-confident person? People don't speak simply because they had parents who didn't listen. And uh, so when they speak, they tend to use their voice with a very low volume or tend to stop and give out voice with their voice with interruptions. They, they always tend to interrupt their voice. So traumas 
can affect your voice. And I would say the cause of it is just because um, the voice is extremely linked to the way you are. So if you are shy, you use your voice in a shy way. If you're sociable, if you are outgoing, you use it in, in, in you, you generally tend to use it loud. I was also wondering uh, one thing. I mean, uh, there are professionals out there that can really teach people to improve their voice if they want to. Because, I mean, if I think about uh, what I know, I know the logopedist. I don't know in English if it's, uh, it's called like this. I think so. But those are really mostly about uh, the physical. So it's not really about psych psychological aspect, right? It's exactly comparable to sport to physical activity. So sometimes uh, your psychological issues can be simply wiped out with mm, some physical activity. If you become aware of how you use your voice, then of course you become aware of your traumas and your problems. So it's all connected. The thing is philosophy, psychology, medicine, approached different paths to solve problems and issues of people. Too uh, little was said about uh, the importance of voice, of your voice in that process, the process of uh, getting better, no? of, you know, growing up. So maybe, maybe that's why for some people it's, it's pretty hard to listen to their own voice. Because uh, I always ask myself why I don't, or maybe why some people don't like listening to their own voice. Because maybe they, it's echoes what they have inside that they don't like. So maybe it would be, the, it would be a good solution to record yourself, you know, to, to train yourself to, to like your own, to speak in a way that you like your own voice. Does it make sense? This is, um, this is absolutely... Um making sense. And uh, of course, um, I like your um, assertion. Uh, I remember I, I, was, um, I was a kid and I guess that happens, happened to you as well. When I first um, heard my voice recorded and I said, who's that guy? Oh, it's not me. That was like, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and you couldn't recognize who you were. So that was kind of strange, no? Uh, we're so used to looking at ourselves, you know, at the mirror, and we are definitely not used to listen to our voice. What happens to me, guys, is that if I listen to my voice, I still have some issues about uh, finding myself truly balanced with what I am. I don't know if that happens to you, but I think it's completely normal. And my question is, have you ever tried to look at yourself into the mirror? I mean, to stare at yourself, to look into your own eyes, you know, and try to not lower your eyes. That is very difficult. So it is exactly the same. On the other hand, uh, when I sing, for example, I don't have uh, that kind of unbalanced feeling. When I sing, I find myself completely balanced with who I am and what I want to represent. 
this is kind of strange. This is very strange, I'd say, but that's it. It is hidden in the mysteries of the, of the self. <laughs> and uh, speaking about uh, trauma, can you tell us, Max, something about the Italian accent for English? Why people react in the way they react every time we, we Italians speak English? What do you think is... Uh... The Italian language seen from uh, the English speaker's point of view is kind of a singing language. And this is uh, something that we uh, as Italians don't in a way understand. It's uh, kind of a strange thing for us because we do not feel the same uh, and do not hear the same thing the um, foreigners uh, hear. I just want to give you examples. In, in Italy, if you just forward a question, if you ask a question, you don't need the word do before, like you read, do you read? Can you, can you hear the difference? Difference in English is very, very slight and little. So assertion, you read, do you read? So it's very, very little. But in Italy, if you say leggi, leggi, so you can see, you can hear the, the, the inflection, the way uh, Italian approaches to the language is like a song, no? And that's why Italians are uh, singers to other people. And it's also why they don't take us seriously every time. <laughs> that's very interesting. So the way we make uh, questions or we... I mean, we rely very much in the way we pronounce the word instead of maybe the, the grammar or something else. I mean, we use a lot the way the, the singing, the, this, this sort of the harmonic process. Yeah, tone and pitch. Tone and pitch. Yeah, there's no other language like that. I mean, um, German, you have to invert your verb and your subject. English. You have to put something before, do, can, will, whatever. And uh, many other languages as well. Uh, Italian is like a song, basically. So the tone changes, the pitch changes. That's great. And uh, changing argument, do you think difference between men and women are also in the way they use their voice? I mean, if you want to, if we want to generalize. Yes, of course. Uh, always from a general point of view, women tend to use uh, the voice, uh, their voice coming out from their chest. So the way they use their voice is generally from their chest. Men generally use their voice from uh, the belly or from the nose. And uh, what, what's the difference? Uh, can you make us hear the difference using the voice with the chest or with the belly? How does it sound? Okay, let's use um, our like mm, beautiful, okay? Um, I can say beautiful. This is from the nose, beautiful, okay? And then I can say beautiful. This is from my throat. 
then I sh I'll, I'll use my chest. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and then from my diaphragm. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. There's a very slight difference, of course. I don't know if you can hear it because, I mean, we are not using very professional tools, but in a way, you'll hear a slight difference, uh, mainly from what comes from your upper side, so the nose, and from your lower side, so the di diaphragm. So beautiful, 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 beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering now, is there any um, information, any statistics about uh, the share of people that speak with the diaphragm, with the nose, with the throat? I mean, do, do you have any, any numbers about that? Well, I guess there's certainly someone who counted <laughs> all the people using their throat or their diaphragm. I honestly don't know. I haven't looked for it. Certainly, what I can say is that uh, the diaphragm is rather technical. I mean, the use of diaphragm is rather technical. So definitely less and less than those who use the throat, which is the easiest and wrongest way to use your voice. I'm quite sure most male people use their throat, which is the easiest way to let out your voice. And women from a little lower from their chest, few people from their nose. Can you imitate a man uh, talking with the... Is a throat and a man talking with his uh, maybe chest or diaphragm? Well, of course. Now I'm 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 using my voice. I'm using it with my throat. This is the only uh, way I can, and I know how to use it. But all of a sudden, I just turn into someone who uses the diaphragm. The diaphragm is this way. Uh, it gets a little deeper. The voice gets a little um, wider. And uh, most of all, you don't have your throat ruined. Max, you said before that uh, uh, using the throat is, is the, I mean, is like a wrong way. So there is a best way to use a voice? Um, yeah, but it's so difficult. I mean, you have to educate your voice in a way, you know? You should avoid screaming. You should uh, learn how to breathe before you give out your voice. This is why your voice gets old with you. And this is why there's people who gets older before, way before other people. It's just because they are not aware or, of who they are. They don't just uh, take care of their body or of their voice. It's basically the same. This is why we're not immortal. <laughs> so we just turn into philosophy now. <laughs> as far as understood, it's a healthier for your voice, for yourself, talking more with the diaphragm and with your stomach or chest than, rather than the, the throat? The throat. Y yes, of course. Of course it is. Mainly because by using the diaphragm, you let your voice coming come from down and in a way uh, flow um, naturally flow out naturally and um, since you your voice emission is louder with your diaphragm your effort is lower uh, let's take an example 
let's talk about the guitar. No, if you have an acoustic guitar and you're strumming with your acoustic guitar, I mean, you do need an amplifier to be heard from the people surrounding you. But if you have like an electric guitar, you have to plug your electric guitar into uh, an amp because your electric guitar doesn't have a box, okay? Doesn't have a body. And, 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 and this is exactly the same. So if you use your throat, your voice comes, your, the path, the road your voice makes is very short because it's coming from the throat and getting out from your mouth. But you use it for, if you use it from your belly, the voice comes out from a box, <laughs> a box of air, and comes up and up and up, makes a travel, a journey, a trip, and then goes out. It's got bigger bigger and bigger and your effort in using it is lower is little and it tells us a broader story <laughs> yeah exactly i have one more question just come up in my mind the voice actors yeah voice actors i mean they are yeah i mean they are the ones who really use uh, you know the voice at the top of the possibilities i guess of course Of course, they are actors. That's why in English we, 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 call it, we call them voice actors because they learn how to express characters, you know, characters through the voice. They are completely aware of a voice and the power of the voice. So if you want to express rage as a voice actor, you certainly know you need to use the throat, no? Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver, when he said, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? That was menacing, you know? It didn't come from the throat, okay? But when you recall this from uh, other actors, well, it happened to me that some other actors tried to use this very epic moment from Robert De Niro And I've immediately recognized that their way of using, their way this voice actor used the, the topic was different and using other uh, expressions. So you can say, are you talking to me? No, and this is uh, anger. But if you want to be menacing and intimidating, then you're saying, like Robert and Nina did, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Who do you think you're talking to? So you get a little... <laughs> you know, lower in your voice and use the, in the diaphragm. Other examples are the way people, uh, the way actors, voice actors understand the way their characters uh, need to laugh. Laughing is very important uh, because we certainly know the way uh, Santa Claus laughs. His way of laughing is reassuring. Ho, 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 ho. He uses a ho. No, it's not a he, it's not a he, it's a ho. The ho sound is reassuring. But if you want to be evil, you won't use ho. No, it was he. So, <laughs> that's, of course, intimidating. That's, of course, evilish. If you want to sound like a big guy, you would use ha. No, ha, 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 ha. And that comes from the throat. But let's use it and let's hear it from the diaphragm. Ho, 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 ho. That's another way. All right. And uh, if you want to be the shy guy, you'll use um, the he, 
<laughs> That's another another kind of um, a, approach to to the voice. That's with the throat. This he uh, he he. It's a mix of throat and nose. You can use the nose as well only. <laughs> and that's a, a little more femaleish, womanish. <laughs> like a witch. <laughs> exactly, sounds like a witch, I was saying. And the Santa Claus used the what, what with the whole which part of the body used? It's a diaphragm, of course. Diaphragm. Ho, 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 ho. So if you have a witch who wants to imitate Santa Claus, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of tricky, you know. It's like <laughs> she chokes to death, <laughs> but then she chokes. <laughs> well, Max, thank you very much. Uh, we feel sort of a good start for our first podcast. So I think we should try again. What do you think, uh, Alessandro? Yeah, I enjoyed very much this first uh, podcast and. Uh, Thanks, Max, for your uh, um, yeah for your experience in this field. Thanks so much, guys, and I hope it was worth it. So we're looking forward to listen to your new album, Max, which came out the 10th of May, right? 10th of May, 10th of May. Let Lovin. Wonderful. You'll find it on all the platforms like uh, I don't know Spotify and and Amazon or Apple, whatever. That's great. Enjoy it. Thanks, Max. <laughs> Thanks, Alessandro. It was a pleasure. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.